ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Youngboy Dewitz, aka the People's Champ, aka Beard Gang is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 127. It's 127th episode. My name is Lyndon Burton, your your host as always. Thank you for joining me today. And look, I'm going to give you a little bit behind the curtain because I got to do that and I do it later on in the show when we get into Bros Who Ball. But let me give you a little bit behind the curtain. So Doom broke his computer while moving and we weren't able to do the beginning part together. So today I'm just going to go over a couple of things before we get into Bros Who Ball. Just a couple of things I want to touch on. And it'll just be the first half, me and you the person listening to this so i hope you enjoy this for this this is just gonna be like this one-time thing and then after that it'll be back to normal but so first off i want to say thank you to everyone who listens to this podcast i really really appreciate you for listening and, and, and tuning in and the guys and i were discussing how can we say thank you how can we make this more of a community more of a family how can we get the people involved and if you follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, or if you follow hashtag Anime Talk Pod, or if you're a subscriber on the YouTube, we can track all of those things. And I think we'll include the SoundCloud in with the YouTube as well, now that I'm saying it out loud. But we're going to take every month, at the end of the month, we're going to take everyone who listens on and follows us on each of those accounts. We're going to do a giveaway where we give away prizes, give away gift cards, we give away merch. We're going to give each person that we pick from each platform, we're going to mail them a present. So that's why it'll be easier if you follow us on a Twitter, on a Facebook, if you subscribe to us on YouTube, maybe we can get in or, in, or on SoundCloud, we can get in contact with you, message you, get your address, and we can send you a token of our appreciation for supporting us, whether you've just started supporting us or whether you've been supporting us from the jump. This is our way of saying thank you. You'll be the These people will be the first people to get some of the shirts, to get some of the hats, to get some of the stickers, to get some of... We're giving away gift cards too, so like that'll be a big week. So please, please, please make sure if you listen to this podcast and you don't follow us on Twitter, follow us at Bros Who Think. If you don't follow us on Facebook, Facebook slash Bros Who Think, give us a like. Uh, go subscribe on YouTube, uh, Bros Who Think Network on YouTube or on SoundCloud if you follow us. we sh- and, and, I, and I'm sorry for the people who listen on Spotify and Apple Music. There's just no way for me to check and know who you are. Unless I'll give, I'll give a caveat. If you leave a comment in the Apple Podcast or Spotify, I will check that and put that in, put those names in with the SoundCloud and YouTube people. So if let's say you follow us on one and you're like, well, I don't know. I'm already in this one. I don't know if I can win another one. Bullshit. If I'm you, I'm signing up for all four of them because you can potentially, one person can potentially win four prizes in a month. We'll do the drawing at the end of the month. It's January 9th. You still have time to check it out and you'll still have time to sign up because we'll do the drawing on let me pull up my calendar we're gonna do the drawing on january 31st it will be announced who won on the 6th on the bros you think podcast for each platform and we'll we'll contact you in between that time before the next month and send it to you and 
it's just our, a token of our appreciation for you listening and joining this community. And that way, if everyone who listens follows on Twitter or on, or on Facebook, we can post things and we can start conversations. And then different listeners can talk to different listeners. They can argue with us because we're going to always talk. And we can build this into a, a dope community of people who want to debate, who want to share ideas, who want to just be a family in, in, in a sense. So we want to, again, say thank you for everyone who listens. So please make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, subscribe, and then on uh, SoundCloud or and on Anime Talk, they'll be given specific anime prizes if you follow on the Instagram, Anime Talk Pod. Essentially, you can win Facebook, Twitter, Anime Talk, YouTube. Essentially, you can win four prizes if you sign up for all of them. So that'll be a good thing. Just wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping before I jumped in because I wanted to say thank you and try to figure a way to make this more into a community, make this more into a family, and I want to just give a token of our appreciation, but let's get to the bullshit, enough, enough sentimental nonsense, let's get to the, let's get to the shits, so I'm already upset, and, and I'm upset because I really like this artist, and I think this artist is very talented, but I, I, I want to say, and this is no disrespect, I think this artist may be soft-skinned, and when I say that, I'm talking about Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox was upset because she was called on Twitter. She said she looked like a Rottweiler. And that's that's so disrespectful. That's ridiculous. I mean, no one should tell that to a person because Ari's beautiful. But that that's beside the point. The point is she was upset about it, went on Twitter and made a rant. And, it, and the rant, they seemed, I don't want to say insecure, but it seemed, you know, like, she never maybe got bullied. I I, I don't want to. I don't want to live her life experience. I don't want to say that. But to me, it's like you can turn off the computer and the telephone like easily, easily log off. Like it, it's simple. Or, or don't pay those people any mind. Or joke back with them. There's multiple solutions to getting called that you look like that. Oh, I look like that bitch. Your mama look like that. See, but that that's just me. Maybe that's being from Louisiana. I don't know. I'm a clap back. That's just just how we rocking. But. Or you can just let it go. You don't have to fall victim to the trolls and give them power over you. That's all you're doing is just giving them power over you and making it seem like, ha-ha, we got to her today. We won. Now other people are going to do it and see, ha we got to her again. We won. No, you got to put your foot down and say, fuck that. Fuck with those, those igno- in- insignificant egg avatars. Think about you. Like it, it, You should be confident in yourself to be like, I put out dope music. I'm killing it right now. Like, I'm, I got more money than I ever dreamed. Like, nah, man, fuck that. And I know people can be like, well, lending money doesn't equate to happiness. And I'm not saying that. But I'm saying the fact is this person may be in their mom's basement and you're killing it in life in what you want to do. You're getting compensated for what you love, which is probably the best feeling you can have. I don't know how her relationship life and her family life is, but I'm sure... It's not bad. So you got your life. There's mu- there, there are multiple things in the world that we need to be more concerned about than what these fucking trolls think of us. And, that, and that's all I got to say. I mean, and I'm and I, it's, like I said, no disrespect. I'm not trying to shit on her for, because she's not thick-skinned. But, like, that's something you got to develop if you want to become in this public light, I guess you'd say. Because if you're going <clears> to <throat> talk... Be a talk on television. If you're gonna be a a YouTube personality, if you're gonna be on IG, if you're gonna be an artist, if you're gonna be just a person in the public light, an actor, 
you better be prepared for the scrutiny. And that's myself included. Like, it, it's some days it's like, yo, bro, your takes was dumb. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I got to go back to the drawing board, but I'm not going to let that shit stop me. I'm going to even try to argue my little bullshit take. See, but that's how you got to handle it because, yeah, you everybody doesn't hit the ball 100%, but God damn it. You got to keep trying and fuck what the haters think. And that, that, that's all I, I got to say about that because I continue rambling about the Ari Linux thing. It just really upset me because she's a talented girl and I, and I wish she would have handled that a different way because she could have shown a lesson to like these trolls and the people seeing who, who are scared to, I guess, voice their opinions to trolls about their art or about, whatever, or about their looks, whatever it may be. So that's all I had to say on that. Uh, next up, real quick. There's no draft. <laughs> like, there's not going to be a draft, ladies and gentlemen. I, and if I'm wrong, then I'll be in the barracks with you, and I'll be like, damn, I was wrong. <laughs> there's not going to be a fucking draft. And for everybody who's getting those scam draft text messages, those are fake. Uh, the, the selective service people kind of put out a, a notice that, like, the Army doesn't even handle that because it was said that the Army was, was sending these texts out, and selective service was like, nah, we handle the draft. And then on top of that, it's like, on top of that, it's like, yo, the president and Congress have to pass something to make the draft happen. So people stop fretting. It's it's, it's no biggie. We're going to be okay. Uh, next up, I got, so Antonio Brown has to be the dumbest human being. He, he had to have had the worst year last year because how do you go from being in the NFL to now you're a rapper to now you're trying to box Logan Paul? Like, Enough is enough with this nonsense. It, can, can we, can we, I know I said this last week when, when he dropped the music, but can we officially say Antonio Brown is a straight up clown, squandered his opportunities, and now is trying to fight a YouTube lame? Like, if I'm being straight up, all this shit is lame, clout chasey, it's fucking ridiculous. I don't think I'm going to talk about Antonio Brown anymore. I think I'm putting him on the list of the people that's like, yo, I'm not talking to you no more. So I'm not, I'm not talking about you anymore. Excuse me. So yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous. Like Logan Paul keeps fighting people to keep his name and in, in, in popularity. And it's like, yo, you sound like a hater, but I'm not hating because Antonio Brown was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And now he's resorting to celebrity boxing. Just a damn shame. Damn shame all around. Um, next up, Justin Bieber's yummy. Fire track. I know people can be like, what? You fucking with the Biebs' track? Yeah, I'm fucking with the Biebs' track. The Biebs' shit is hot. I, I'm in. I know people are gonna be like, well, damn, what about the racist shit? And it's like, look, man, I don't think it sucks. It really does that he did that. He apologized. He was a, he was a kid. And who am I to say he hasn't changed? And who am I to say he's he's not a different human being? And if he is, egg on my, if he's still the same person, egg on my face. I'm wrong. But I'm gonna check out the music and see what it sounds like. I just want I just want to see what it sounds like. And it, and it sounded dope. The Beebs is is up for a big 2020. And and I didn't know he was fighting Lyme disease. Prayers up for the Beebs, man. Good. I hope he has a big 2020. That song was fire. Speaking of new other new music, Mac Miller's about to drop a post homin a po I can't never say this word. He's about to drop an album from the dead. And it's gonna be super dope. It's the companion album to swimming. It's gonna be called Circles. And it should drop next week. So we will be we'll probably talk about it in two weeks, but just giving you a little heads up on that. 
um oh shout out i want to shout out to a young artist give a, a a new music spotlight shout out to black mayo he has a new album called well not a new album i don't i don't know how old it is but he has an album called mayo world that came out in 2019 super super dope i'm really into this this kid's music it is fire like man i, I would play the end of it but i i'm not trying to mess with whatever label he signed to but my goodness, that Black Mayo tracks, those Black Mayo tracks are hard. Like, let me just give a couple. Just Know, part one. I like Just Know, part two. Uh, which, What I Want, Forever, Hate, I Ain't Worried. That whole album was fucking good, man. So shout out to Black Mayo. Super, super dope. You guys check him out. Um, Let's see. I'm not going to talk about Chet Hanks. Chet Hanks was clowning. I'm not. I'm not Booyaka. I'm not. I'm not talking about Chet Hanks. Uh, DJ Envy got a uh, ass from Charlemagne. Whatever. It's not. Not really talking about that. Either. That's fucking. It's fucking nuts, bro. Like I would never send Schubert a sculpture of my ass and my balls. Like what? <laughs> I could just see Doom or Brooklyn getting that in the mail. Like, yo, this nigga's out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh but yeah i think that's all we got this week pretty much i'm not the lizzo julian michaels thing we kind of me and doom talked about that a couple weeks ago about how she should not glorify it, let me see how i want to phrase this because i was a fat kid it's not good that we glorify being that weight and it's about health reasons it's not about feeling confident it's because as she gets older, health complications come in. And I'm not, I'm no one to talk because my ass needs to hit the gym and work out. That's like a New Year's resolution. I had the only one I had, and I got to get, get right on that. But we got to try to be healthier as a, as a people. And there's a, just being a certain weight is just not healthy. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Me and Doom talked about that a couple weeks ago. I'm not trying to shame her or anything because I like big girls. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, it's like, at a certain point, you have to worry about your health and and making sure you don't die from something that you could have prevented. And that's the bottom line of it all. So word, word. Again, everybody who's listening to this, make sure you follow those profiles, the Facebook, the Twitter, uh, the, the Anime Talk Instagram, and either on SoundCloud, comment on Apple or Spotify, or be a subscriber on YouTube, and you'll be put in to a drawing to win a giveaway we're going to give away four presents a month at the end of the month and we're going to send it to you mail it to you and it's going to be super super dope some months gift cards some months merch some months um uh, hats I, I guess that's included in merch yeah so it's going to be uh, just a variety of things and even shout out to pure fiction collectibles for the anime talk gifts we're going to be giving figures away for that so that'll be dope manga too so just be following we got a lot of cool cool stuff planned for you guys in 2020 but let's get into bros who ball you know what the time you know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the segment of the Bros Who Think podcast called Bros Who Ball. Joining me as always, my co-host, Mr. Adam Schubert. Justin will be joining us for the NBA, but back is Julian. And, and look, before we even get to the getting to, I gotta I gotta call his ass out. Wanna come the week the Saints lose, but don't wanna come the week the Cowboys lose. I see you. I see you, Julian. Hey man, it was just business, man. I mean, look, I, I'm silent on Twitter. That's all I gotta say. Mm. Oh yeah, you are. You said you wouldn't tweet for a week. So when is that in? Sunday. 
That's I got, I got I, dude, I got tweets saved. I got drafts. Oh, <laughs> now I got some shit to talk, but I'm here to do it. Let's go. 100%. Let's get to it. Uh, before we get to the NFL and discuss the playoffs and pick next round, I want to start start y'all off with the national championship with LSU. Give me your picks. What you think about the game? I'll start with you, Schubert. What are you thinking about this LSU-Clemson game? Let's get your picks in. Well, I'm thinking LSU wins, but like I've been saying, I think uh, Travis Etienne kind of is the X factor here for Clemson. He didn't get uh, – you know, Ohio State really held him, held the whole run game in general pretty – pretty good so i i think that he's got a chance to really break out here uh he's a louisiana guy so i really think that he's going to be playing his all for that game and you know trevor lawrence still undefeated as a quarterback uh i think you know he's the kind of guy that has all the intangibles to be a top quarterback at the next level is he and and, you know he's already proven that he can win a a title i think this is big time moment for him uh, but will the supporting cast be able to match what LSU has is the question. But, I mean, I think LSU's got got what it takes at the end, and it's just kind of been one of those years where you you, you have to look at a team like LSU and know that it's kind of one of those destiny seasons. Yeah, it just feels like it's it's their, their year to win. Julian, who you got winning? And uh, give your picks. Well, of course I got LSU to win it, you know with how well the offense has been running and the defense has finally showed up to play within the last few weeks. Perfect time for the defense and Dave Aranda to show up. Looks like that traditional LSU defense that we've always, you know, seen throughout the years. And then for some reason this year, they just up and disappear. But of course I got LSU. However, I think Clemson is going to score a lot easier than they did versus Ohio State. Ohio State has a really good defense. And what I noticed during that game was Trevor Lawrence, uh, was not Trevor Lawrence. Of course, he made great plays. That's what great players do. He made a lot of great plays with his legs and a few key throws, but they really hinder- hindered him. And as well as uh, Schubert said, uh, the running back, Travis uh, Etienne. So I don't think LSU can do the same thing to Clemson's offense as well as Ohio State did it. Uh, and Clemson also has a really fast defense, what I noticed during that Ohio State game. It's a really fast defense. I think it would be one of the fastest defenses that LSU has seen. So I'm interested to see they have LSU favored to win by six and a half. I believe they can win by six and a half or seven. Yeah. But I, I believe it's going to be a nail-biter the whole time through. It's, it's going to be a, a really close game. And, and LSU might break off towards the end. But, you know, we'll, we'll, it's left to be determined. We'll see. They're going to leave it all on the field. But like Shub said, it seems to be one of those destiny seasons for LSU, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm picking LSU myself. I think this will be – the Auburn defense was probably the best defense they played, but this team has speed, like Julian said. It won't be a cakewalk. They have a quarterback that can compete. The question is, is will the LSU offense overtake the Clemson defense? And if LSU can score at pace, can Trevor Lawrence keep up? I don't know if he will. I think it'll be a two-score two two game. I'm predicting – 35 to about in in the 35 to 28. That's where I'm going with it. So that that should be a good national championship. We got a lot to look for. Check out the primetime podcast preview for the LSU Clemson game. Josh and Charles broke it down. So be sure to check that out. Let's jump to the NFL. So Schubert, we were right about the Titans. The dynasty ended. The pay the belt. But Brady's done, or is he? We'll find out. But. Brady didn't look good, had probably one of his worst games, 
threw an interception on on possibly his last pass as a Patriot. Deflected. Deflected, but the Titans, the Titans end up uh, winning 20 to 13. What was your takeaways from this game, Shumi? Uh, I think a lot of my takeaways have to do with the Titans and less on the Patriots. Um, I think that Vrabel has proven that he's learned enough under his Belichick tenure to outfox Belichick and Foxborough at time, this time. So um, I think that was a really impressive job by him. Uh, you know, running down the clock like it needed to be done. You know, Derrick Henry on his birthday showing out. I think that he's starting to earn the respect of being a top back in the league. I, I liked the conversation I heard, saw in the national media. Could he become, you know, a big-time all-time back if this is something that could, he could um, do on a year-to-year basis? So we'll see how that goes with Derrick Henry in further seasons. But as it comes to here, I think the Titans are just playing their best football under Tannehill, and he's really he's really become the, the leader of that team and has made a lot of players look a lot better, which is surprising. Um, I think A.J. Brown has really kind of cement himself as one of like the, the key rookie of the year kind of caliber players. And I don't know if we I would be saying that at the beginning of the year when he was playing with Mariota. Yeah, that is true. Look, I said this a couple weeks ago. The Titans are death by a million cuts. They run it down your throat, play good defense. Maybe first half you can contain the run, but see by the second half, they're running on you because your defensive line is tired. And the Patriots just didn't have enough weapons, man. They didn't have they couldn't get it going on offense. The defense what had came, it was just, they were great defense for the start of the year. As the year progressed and offense couldn't handle, they couldn't maintain that that greatness that they had. But, you know, Belichick will be back next year. We'll see if Brady's back, but good on the Titans. Julian, I want to jump to you. What was your takeaway from Viking Saints? <laughs> uh, my takeaway, honestly, from that game is what I've been saying all year um, about Drew Brees. Like, like I said last year in the article that I wrote, Last year, I said towards the end of the year, his arm looked kind of weak. You know, he he was really showing his age. Throughout this season, he had the first few games, and he got hurt. He had five games rest. He comes back. He starts lighting up the stat sheet. Saints are winning, doing fine. People don't realize that the division that the Saints play in is nothing special this year. I, I expected it to be a little special. You know, Cam Newton coming back and Bruce Arians and Jameis Winston and the Falcons having a good year, like I predicted. Seems like none of that happened. So the Saints were able to feast on a weak division this year. Uh, however, you know, Drew Brees had those five games of rest. You know, he had that thumb surgery, but ultimately it was it was rest, so he looked great. But the Vikings exposed the Saints. They showed his age. They, I mean, they showed that the Saints cannot throw the ball past 10 to 15 yards. Michael Thomas is a true possession receiver, and, and he's a great receiver. He's a top three receiver in the league. But you're not about to go – find him for anything more than 15 yards uh and you know Drew Brees didn't get rid of the ball he really showed his age I feel like his reflexes weren't there he, he just wasn't Drew Brees and now if you ask Saints fans around here you know I've talked to a few had phone calls with a few who called me after the game um you know people who text me and whatnot saying what they thought the problem was half of them said the game plan some people say you know the defense fell through at the worst moment but none of them alluded to the fact that Drew Brees didn't look, you know, he just didn't look good. And then whenever I mentioned you guys, I mentioned to him, I said, guys, you realize Drew Brees did not look good at all. He goes, yeah, you're right. He, he really didn't look good. The only time that Saints offense got some juice to is whenever Taysom Hill came in and, you know, 
threw a 50 well, yard pass at them. But that said a lot. Whenever Taysom Hill had to come in to throw a 50 yard pass, that told me that Drew Brees couldn't throw that far. And yeah, the Saints need to look for a new direction within the next coming year at quarterback. Yeah, it's I mean, time. they even said as much in the commentary uh, in the the commentators. You know, Taysom Hill is the guy that they think can throw the ball 50 plus yards. You know, if Drew Brees tries to come out and throw a long pass on a rushed play for some reason, didn't need to rush it, and he throws an interception. Mistake number one made him look real bad. Uh, I think the second mistake number that I think about with Drew Brees is really more on Sean Payton. Taysom Hill brings brings you down the field three pl- three plays back to back. I think you keep going on with Taysom Hill on a first and ten, but they bring in a Drew Brees who had been just sitting on the bench. Uh, big pass rush, he ends up fumbling. You know, I think that you know those they were two big two those were two big giant mistakes for the Saints that were Drew Brees. I mean, they, when you look back at what the game was, you look back on your star player, the one who's you know two weeks ago, Lyndon's trying to tell me is better than Peyton Manning, oh, and, no, and he can't that. get it done. <laughs> no, no look, look, I gotta done. be honest, man. This was in the playoffs. Drew, Drew had this was that that two moments that I look at in this game that changed the game. The field goal miss from um Lutz, from from which Lutz doesn't happen. If that if Phil if Lutz makes that they went in and they went in regulation. Another thing that 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 caught me was the the fumble you talked about Schubert. I thought Drew just he didn't look right and it's his age. He's hitting that wall and the Saints in my opinion need to move on. I agree with Julian. We need to try to find a new quarterback for next year because this team has talent. We just need the, the guy to make those throws and make it for us. I'm not blaming the refs that that I'm not that's not the fault the Saints beat themselves. No, no. I'm not even blaming the defense. It's literally Drew Brees and Will Lutz are the people I'm blaming. That, and and I'm calling a spade a spade. Saints lost good on the Vikings. Schubert's prediction about the Vikings uh, carries on. The Texans beat the Bills. Shuby, your boy Deshaun Watson looked like Superman. He came through. First half, he was bottled up. It was like what I predicted. But like you said, Josh Allen's just young, and he needs a little bit more time before he can come in and make those crucial plays. Yeah, you can tell and, at the end that he was a little bit in, out of his element. Yeah, and no, he great was. Players, great players like Deshaun Watson make it happen. They, he overcame the bad coaching and the bad offensive gameplay, but whenever it was time to go, he made it happen. Speaking of bad coaching, Bill <laughs> O'Brien, you just get rid of him. That's like the third they or fourth playoff to. game in a row where he's done that. Like it, it, it was Deshaun who won that game for him. Yeah, he's down. holding that team back. He's really holding that team back. I believe that team is so talented. They should be Super Bowl contenders. Within the past two years, they should have been – this year and last year should have been Super Bowl contenders. But no one takes them serious besides their offensive line woes. I mean, their coach, and when it comes to playoffs, he's like a deer in the headlights. I just, I just, his clock management is terrible, and that's been an ongoing issue with him throughout the past few years. So, credit to yeah, I mean, Watson. He really did it. it. It was one of those things where they were so close to moving on from Bill Bryan, O'Brien. When Sean Watson comes in and, you know, puts a band aid on the situation, and everyone thinks all of a sudden that Bill O'Brien's a good coach. No, what happened was that Sean Watson came there, and he's a superstar talent. Yeah, and put course, the team so, on his back. So, I mean, yeah. Of course you're going to have success with a guy like that. You know, Maybe it's going to take the Titans coming in coming in next year. We're on a full season and really taking it to them like I think they can for them to wake up with that. Because, I mean, I, I think if they were playing any other team against but the Bills, they would have lost that game. No, I'm with you. Cause it, and, or if Josh Allen just 
had some confidence because the Bills could have beat him. It was just he wasn't ready for that for that moment. And that 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 first half of that Texans thing, I'm like if they would have scored one of those touchdowns before Deshaun went on his run, this game might have been over with because the Texans couldn't do anything in the first half. But good on the Texans moving they on. They can't run the ball either. Yeah, no, that was a big, big issue. The Seahawks won like we suspected. Carson, but I didn't expect Carson Wentz to get hurt. Man, I don't know if it's over for him, but it's not looking good. Yeah, I mean, I think he's healthy, but, uh, well, you know, as healthy as he can be for the next season. But this is just another blemish on his record. It's just, you know, Carson, are you ever going to be dependable in the right moment? Yeah. Or are you ever going to be able to to make it down the stretch? Especially since after that, that almost MVP season, it seems like all the hypes died down and him and, I, him I and Jared Goff aren't looking good. I wouldn't be surprised if they went back and signed Nick Foles. Jesus. Oh, I would. <laughs> that I would, would be – Carson Wentz is signed to so much money right now, though. I'll, t- I'll tell you what's wrong with the Eagles locker room right now. All those players that got hurt and got out, including some of the defensive players, everyone who was there during that Nick Foles Super Bowl run, you know – They need to go. Like Aguilar and whatnot, they all need to go. It's time for a whole new culture change. And in order to do a new culture change, you got to get every you – know, and if you haven't bought in, you need to get out. And none of them have bought in. The fact that That's Carson Wentz, the fact that Carson Wentz has done way better with practice squad receivers rather than those starting receivers says a lot. Yeah, man. Okay. I, I think you you talked about this earlier in the season. You got to get rid of the people that that thought this was Nick Foles' team. The only people on that offense you should keep maybe a Boston Scott, a Sanders, Greg Ward Jr., Ertz, and Goddard. Everybody else, peace out. I'll see you next time. Absolutely. No, I 100% agree with that because Carson Wentz has a lot of talent. I mean, he kind of, in some ways, he can remind me of Patrick Mahomes. I forget how pretty he throws and, like, you know, some of the plays that he makes with his arm. You know, of course, I'm a Dallas fan, so I'm a hate on him. But from a football standpoint, I really like Carson Wentz as a quarterback. And, uh, you know, I hope, I hate to say, I hope he gets the right team around him, you know, because I'm a Cowboys fan. But from a football standpoint and, like, a fan perspective, fan, you know, standpoint, you know, just get the right people around him that can allow him to actually be a leader without having Nick Foles in the back of their mind and that Super Bowl that doesn't mean anything anymore. You know, yeah. just get the right people around him to buy in and they can go really far. No, I you know, that. On the other side of this game, though, the Seahawks, I think with the, with all the with the situation they were put in, I don't I don't think they did enough mm. so, like to prove to me that they can make it to the Super Bowl. Well, offensively, they're hindered. They can't run the ball. Russell Wilson has to do everything. They need a true, true running back for next year. And I agree with you. I don't think they're. I don't think they're making it to the Super Bowl. They can't run the ball. And and I, I granted DJ Mech, DK Metcalf came on, but like I still think Russell needs a, a, a some more weapons because it's just him making plays. Yeah, hey, that's yeah. why he gets gets paid the big bucks. You know, we always uh we always hate on him as a, well, not hate on him, but we never like you know. Give him his praise. Him. Yeah, give him his praise. Maybe it's because he's all the way in Washington, or maybe it's because he's such a, a quiet guy. I don't know, but he does not get the praise that he deserves. He's literally a top three or four quarterback in the league, you know, and it's just like, oh, yeah, Russell Wilson. No, man, look what he's doing with that offense. He has no weapons. And DK Metcalf, I know everyone's giving him his props. Those are Russ- That's Russell Wilson throwing those balls to him. Yeah. You know, he's throwing great, accurate beat balls to him and you know it, it's working out so yeah i can't Wilson. disagree with that so that is true let's jump to this week's picks i'll just list off the games and we'll each give our picks i'll start with you julian viking 49ers who you got 
I got the Vikings. Oh, yes, okay. I'm putting my faith in Kirk Cousins again. Okay, I said whenever he played the Saints, I was thinking, you know, the Saints were going to blow him out. And I said to myself, you know, Kirk Cousins is terrible in prime time, but he is due for one game. And what do you know? He had that one game against the Saints that made my week. However, I feel that I'm going to double down on it. I think he's going to have another game against the 49ers because both those teams are damn near identical, in my opinion. Um, they both run the ball. They both have a great defense. I don't, I don't know. I believe it's going to be kind of a low-scoring game, and I got the Vikings coming out on top. It's going to be one of those games. I just have a feeling Kirk Cousins, Kenfo Kirk, like Shannon <laughs> Sharp says, coming through with it. So I got the Vikings. Schubert, who you got? Uh, I'm just going to stick with the 49ers. I just think uh, what the 49ers had on the Saints defense is that they're a little bit more explosive. Um, I think that, you know, they are going to make bigger, big plays. I think they're going to get it to Russell, uh, not uh, Kirk Cousins. So, um, so I, I think that the 49ers are probably the best team right now. I think the Saints were really the second best when it came to it, what it from what it looked like to me. So I, I'm still riding with the 49ers here. I think they're going to be in the NFC Championship. Yeah, I'm taking the 49ers. Look, Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. He can play call. I think he's going to give Zimmer a little run for his money against his offense against Zimmer's defense. I think the 49ers, as long as they can get a pass rush on Kirk, I think the defense will be just fine. I'm picking the 49ers and Jimmy G to win the game. Let's go Titans-Ravens. Schubert, who you got? I think this is pretty easy. It's good. definitely got to be the Ravens. They're probably the most talented team in the AFC uh, from top to bottom. And the Titans are playing really good football right now. And I think it might be a low-scoring game just because of the volume of running. Um, but I think the Ravens are going to be able to find ways to to make the big play where for the Titans, it's more meticulous for them. And I think the Ravens would be able to to halt any kind of big you know, big play or, and be able to keep Derrick Henry to his four- to five-yard-per-run Instead burst. of like him breaking a 15 or 20. Yeah, I agree with that. And look, my thing is, if the Titans would have played the Chiefs, I may be feeling different about them moving yes. on. But but they're playing I the Ravens, and they came into a buzzsaw. Lamar Jackson has been killing all year, composed. I like The defense is good enough for like what Schubert says to stop the run. Ryan Tannehill for the Titans to win is going to have to make plays. And, I, and if you're asking me who I'm choosing, Lamar or Ryan Tannehill, which I do think it'll come down to the quarterbacks, I'm going with Lamar and the Ravens because they're the best team, not just in the AFC, but in pro football. Julian, who you got? Um, I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, you guys both said they're going to run the football like I don't know what. However, I think the Ravens just have a little bit more talent on the team with Lamar Jackson leading the team. They both have a great coach, but the Ravens just have a little bit more talent. I think they could throw the ball better. But we're forgetting, we're talking about the Patriots game. Ryan Tannehill, he didn't do anything in that game. He barely threw the ball at all. You know, it was all Derrick Henry. So I don't know if you're able to put that workload on Derrick Henry like that again as after he just left the physical game. I mean, a week seems like a long time. But for a running back getting beat up like that, I don't know if that's that long of a time to recover like that. He might start off the game doing well, but he might taper off towards the end. You know, that's a lot of yeah, that's a lot of physical wear and tear on someone's body in such a short amount of time. So, and he just came off an injury, I believe. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens, but I'm pretty sure the Ravens got that. Yeah, I agree. All right, Julian, I'm coming back to you. Seahawks, Packers, who you got? I got the Packers. Um. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, even though he hadn't been playing that well this season, he's due for one. 
Yeah. And playoff time at Lambeau, freezing cold outside with the week's rest. I, th- I think he'll do just fine. And I don't think the Seahawks have enough on offense to take over the game because the Packers defense is good, but sometimes they really don't show up and they're not, they're not the most physical, you know, defense. So because of that, I got the Packers. See, I agree with you for, for this reason. I agree with you. Aaron is due with, for a magic game. I agree that the the Seahawks don't have enough offense. I think it's going to come down to the running games due to in Lambeau in the cold and the Packers actually have an amazing running game. Unlike the Seahawks, I got the Packers winning this Schubert. Who you got? Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that the Packers are going to win this. I, from what I saw the Seahawks last week, I just don't know if they're as near good a team as the Packers are from from top to bottom. Like the defense for the Packers is pr- actually really solid, um, and, that, and that's a lot of the way this, that they've been winning their games this year because the offense will get up on get up a lead, and the defense kind of meticulously holds it to the end. Uh, I think that's going to be the case here. I think they'll jump out in front pretty quickly and just hold on. Yeah, I'm with you on this. I'm coming back to you, Schubert. Final game, te- Texans, Chiefs, who you got? I'm going to go with the Chiefs. The This is a rematch. The Texans won in the fir- in the regular season matchup. Uh, but I think that was without Mahomes. So I th- am I right, or was or did he play that game? Um, not hold on. I'll check for you. You can you can continue talking. I'm gonna check for you real quick. So so I think that the he Chiefs, did play. He did play. Okay, so yeah. it was it was the other game that he didn't play. But anyway, so this is the second time they played against each other. The Texans got the better of them uh, before, and that was on the road. So it, that definitely carries well for the Texans. But I just don't think that they're the team that's ready for the playoffs right now. I think it goes back to coaching uh, in an Andy Reid, Bill O'Brien matchup. I, I'd take Andy Reid in the big moment here. Uh, so I, I'm going to lean to the Chiefs. My thing with this one is that the Chiefs, I mean, the Texans may have won that earlier matchup, but the Chiefs defense is a different defense than the one that played in that week. And I know you're going to be like, well, they have the same people. No, I think they're gelling more because they got a lot of new pieces like Frank Clark. Tyron Matthew, and I think those players are starting to have the effect on that defense, and we see the defense that the Chiefs kind of envision, because let's not forget, they got rid of D. Ford and another one of their pass rushers, and Frank Clark's finally actually starting to do stuff. I'm going with the Chiefs. Yes, Deshaun Watson is Superman, but if he's Superman, Patrick Mahomes is Dr. Manhattan, and you know what happens when Dr. Manhattan gets to work. I'm going with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Julian, who you got? Um, I'm going with the Chiefs by a slim margin due to the fact that I don't trust both coaches. Bill O'Brien, I feel like he's going to come out flat like normal. And Andy Reid, as much credit as we give him, he is Mike D'Antoni when it comes to the playoffs. He is the Mike D'Antoni of the NFL. So for that, It's usually for the championship game. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It is usually for the championship game. So I'm going to give an edge to the Chiefs. And overall, the Chiefs are all-around better team on offense, have a better line. Um, the defense, like Lyndon said, though, is gelling at the right time. They got a few new pieces on defense, but most importantly, they have a new defensive coordinator. And of course, that takes time. So at the beginning of the season, they kind of looked and but towards the end of the season, they started to gel. Saw Tyron Matthew make a few plays the last time I saw him on the uh, field. You know, he made a few inter- interceptions, broke up some class, some passes. Ooh, just brought me back to some memories of LSU, my favorite LSU player of all time, now and forever. But I got the Chiefs winning that one. All right, real quick, before I bring in Justin and start talking some NBA, I want to ask you two both about your coaching hires. Both of you have hired 
coaches, but not the coaches you thought. And Matt Rule goes to the Panthers, which I think is going to be good for Cam Newton because Matt Rule runs a good offense that, that could fit Cam Newton's play style. And I don't know if I think this leaves the hole for Cam to come back. But I want to ask you, Julian, how do you feel about Mark Mike McCarthy? Uh, I was not impressed with his hire whatsoever. I felt like it was the safe hire. Um, mm. Someone who is not going to push back anything with Jerry, which I don't like. Uh, I believe he's a fat Jason Garrett. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, I, there's nothing special about him. Nothing. He, there's just nothing special about him. Like, I can't. He's Jason Garrett without the clapping. He's just a Jason Garrett 2.0. I think his offense might be a little more innovative. You know, that doesn't bother me. I think he'll do well with Dak. I, but for, I always felt that that team didn't need an offensive coach. The offense is fine. Other than some slow starts, whenever they get rolling and they get on, they can't, you know, it's no problem with Dak and Amari and Michael Gallup and Zeke. I have, I have no issues with that. It's the defense that I had an issue with. The defense was so vanilla. I'm telling you, they didn't change teams, anything. I, I, just, I just felt that they need a defensive coach, somebody with a big voice to motivate not you know not someone who's just blah they just left off of a blah coach but of course it's a safe hire someone who's not going to push back with jerry jones however they did get mike nolan of the saints uh you know as defensive coordinator uh the saints linebacking core did really well this year with demario davis i heard he was like that like they're leading they were leading in turnovers and things like that and the saints defense for the most part of this season has been the strength of the team Contrary to what people would say, they did play well against the Vikings. They did. I mean, they held Dalvin Cook to 3.4 yards per carry. And the Saints defense, the problem every time was their secondary. So every time they got burned, it was a secondary. So, you know, Kirk Cousins wasn't that comfortable. Um, you know, uh, Dalvin Cook didn't run like, you know. So, you know, it was the Saints secondary, and he was the linebacker's coach. So, you know, I'm, with, I'm, I'm more excited about him rather than uh than Mike McCarthy. So I'll just have to wait and see. I just don't I just can't take another year of mediocrity. Yeah. So Schubert, I want to ask you, speaking of mediocrity, y'all get a new coach and y'all get Joe Judge. How uh and for people who don't know, Joe Judge is is a wide receivers coach of the Patriots, I believe, or a specialty. I don't Schubert, how do you feel about this Joe Judge character? I don't know anything about him. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Like, that says know. a lot. Like, uh, I just know that he's the special teams coach. <laughs> yeah, he was the, uh, for the Patriots. Like, and wide receivers, and wide receivers. Okay, and wide receivers. Well, what does this mean? And I, I, a report came out that he did. Belichick re- called the Giants and recommended Joe Judge. But like, is is this a good hire? I, it could I, I be. It could be. Yeah, in the I history of the NFL. Hire. In the history of the NFL, there have been coaches who were special teams coaches that were successes that's true so, it's but possible let me, let me give you this stat of belichick's uh assistants uh bill o'brien 52 and 44 and we've talked about him before playoff appearances mike rabel's probably doing one of the best with 18 and 14 one playoff appearance eric mangini 33 and 47 one playoff appearance josh mcdaniels 11 and 17 no playoff appearance romeo cornell 28 and 55 no playoff experience Brian Flores, 5-11, zero playoff appearances. And Matt Patricia, 9-2-1, zero playoff appearances. So just, that's just a little stat on... I mean, the pushback The pushback I would give on that is if, you, if you're looking at some of the more recent ones, like let's you know say Ray, Rabel. Rabel's doing very good, I, I would say. 
And despite what Brian Flores' record is, I think what he did at the Dolphins this year he was very good. Yeah, oh, I agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's a real deal coach. So, I mean, being in the Patriots system, it, it, it's hit or miss. Uh, maybe this is the guy who hits. Um, I definitely was not a, didn't want Josh McDaniels. Because I know that that's definitely not going to work. But, you know, this it's – I think with the NFL, it's always kind of a crapshoot. Because even if you look at who were the Cowboys going to hire, I think, you know, the more exciting name would have been someone that would have been maybe not – someone with a lot, not a lot of experience. Yeah. So, so I, like I think – Like Meyer. Yeah, I mean, I think with the NFL, it's all about taking risks. And, you know, that's what you have to do with the, with the coaches. Or you just, you know, choose the safe hire and take another block coach like the Cowboys did. Yeah, but but shoes, there's taking risks, and there's just closing your eyes and just picking. I mean, <laughs> the Patriots wide receiving core was, I mean, was garbage. The fall of Tom Brady this year, you know. I I just I felt like they could have found someone else. He's never. I been thought a, they had. A, I thought they had better names. You know, you like know, Matt Rule would have been good for y'all. I think Matt Rule would have been fine. Yeah, I don't think I mean, it would have been even other coaches though. I mean, they just I don't I don't know. Look, that that's fine. It, look, it could work. You know, I think it was political. Like, like the GM Probably. or the owner knows their fam. Like, you know how a coach when it comes to coaches. And, well, that was why I thought Rivera was going to go there in the begin to begin with. But I'm you know, yeah, true. Yeah. But that, that didn't happen. Rivera's going to Washington. So all right, word word. Let's bring in Justin. Get into some NBA stuff. Really quick. Okay, so I know I said the next segment we were bring the next segment, excuse me, we were gonna bring in Justin Batiste and talk NBA. Well, this these are the moments where I gotta go and reveal what's behind the curtain at the Wizard of Oz. This is where the Oz has to pull back the curtain, curtain, and you have to see what's going on. So Julian couldn't record on our normal day of Wednesday. So I, so we, me and Schubert was like, yeah, bro, we can definitely do it on Tuesday because football talk. All the games have already happened, so we could talk about it on Tuesday in preparation for Sunday. That's no biggie. And he was like, I don't mind talking, not talking basketball this week. And I was like, all right, cool. So Justin was like, let's do it on our regular day, Wednesday, 10 o'clock. Uh, yeah, 10 o'clock. And I was like, cool, cool. She was like, dope. It gets to 10 o'clock, and I, it gets to like 9.59, and I'm like, yo, I got to do it at 10.10 because some shit just happens. And then uh, Justin was like, cool, cool, cool. He responds at 10 o'clock. I call at 10, 15, 10, 20. No answer. The guy is asleep. So that's why if it sounds like, oh, it's just me and Schubert, where's Julian, where's Justin? That is what happened. But, Shuby brother, <laughs> let's get into it, my guy. Let's talk some. But you, what, you wanted to talk NFL before we talk NBA. Well, yeah, the one thing I thought that was worth mentioning at after the end of the Saints outcome was what happens next with all three quarterbacks going into the free agency, potentially. Uh, um, you know, I think most likely the Saints are going to keep Drew Brees. I think he's going to stick around to play more football. Uh, but I think what we talked about with Taysom Hill being the guy that they went to on a deep pass, I, I, I don't think – I think, like, if the Saints wanted to make a play to keep – to move on from Breeze, this would be the time since their division's already weak. They could make a playoff push, even with Bridgewater or Taysom Hill. 
So, you know, they could go either way with that. I feel like Bridgewater wants to move on to a starter opportunity regardless. So it's it's either the Saints sign him for that or he moves on. But I think Taysom Hill is going to be signed 100% because he's, he, he's you know, uh, essential to the team. So he's definitely getting signed. You know, Drew Brees is, is the question mark. But I assume that if he's going to stick around, they're probably going to keep they're probably going to keep him, but you know, with the idea is, that with the idea that people are floating around, that Tom Brady's going to move. Then I don't think it's like crazy. My thing is, I want Drew to leave. Like I said this on the radio today, kind of. Like I want Drew to go, man. Like it's time for us to move on. It's time for it's us. It's the time. It's yeah, the like time. It, it's time. Like Drew lost. Drew was the reason why we lost that game. I'm calling a spade a spade, and I know people are going to be like, one player doesn't lose you the game. Yeah, Lutz's kick happened, but Drew did not play like he was supposed to. Michael Thomas wasn't getting the balls that he was because he. Some people say it might be because of separation. I say it's because Drew couldn't get it to him. Uh, he Drew fumbled. Like Drew just looks old. He can't throw the ball farther than 15 yards. I think it's time for us to get a new quarterback. Now, the question is, do we stick with Teddy? I think Teddy's a good option, but some people may say we're in the age of running quarterbacks and Taysom Hill. I just don't know. I, th- I think, look, you sign them both back and you let them compete for the starting job. Well, Taysom well, and Teddy. I think, well, I think, you know, e- even if you decide, you know, to go with Taysom Hill, if you, if you do well, best case, you make the playoffs because you're in a weak division. You can probably make it in nine wins. Yeah, you, true. Maybe, you know. So, like, Taysom Hill brings you the playoffs. That's great. It doesn't work. You're, you're in position to get Justin Fields or uh, Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, you're saying take tank a year. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying Taysom Hill could take you one of two ways. Uh, he okay, could bring okay. you to the playoffs, or he could bring you to a, a top-five pick. All right, I, think, I, I, I think either one would, would be a, a good outcome. Yeah, and, and who knows? It might be we got the new Steve Young, and like it, it's just gonna be up to what Drew, what uh, not Drew, what Sean Payton wants because, like J- Julian always says, Teddy kind of plays like Drew. Teddy's long ball isn't the best, but Teddy can obviously throw the ball longer than Drew Brees. Taysom Hill has a cannon, bro. Yes, he has a cannon. So and, like he can run the ball where Teddy can't can run, run the ball. The ball. And that's the thing. So, so I don't know. But I mean, like with with that, you would have to bring in someone who could run, who who is going to run that offense, you know. And that's kind. Of, it, I think you know the Ravens had a bit of time to develop what they have, and I think the Saints would have to do it too quickly. I don't know if they have like. I, I feel like the Ravens got the the line that's set for that. I and the thing like is, Teddy's Teddy works good with Sean's offense, but I think Sean Payton's a, such a good offensive coach that he could he's gonna make it work with whatever quarterback he gets. Like I, sure. I think as long as he gets who he wants, he's gonna make it work. But I'm glad it's you prob- brought that up. Yeah, it's probably gonna be Drew Brees, but I just think it's a fun speculation because all three of them are gonna Drew be Brees. on on the table. I'm now and I have a picture of Drew in my living room. Drew will always be the greatest Saint player to me, but it's time to move on. Like, unless he thinks he has another year in him for real. Like, I see, and that's just me being a fan and talking myself into it. Like, the objective me thinks it's time to move on. Like, it's time to go young, and the Saints need to transition. But let's get into the NBA. First off, I want to ask this question to you, Schubert. This was a question that I wanted to ask Justin as well, because Justin brought up the fact that he thinks the Pels are going to make the playoffs. I'm going to ask you this. Do you think... 
A, the Lonzo Ball conversations of being a bust are over with. B, do the Pels have a future big three in Lonzo, B.I., and Zion? And four, they have won since our last conversation, which was last Thursday. Let's see. Hold on. I'm going to go to last Thursday and count you the games. They have won one. Hold on. Let's see. All of them, I'm pretty sure. They've. Oh, no. They lost to the Lakers. Okay. So they won one to uh the, the, the Kings. They beat the Bulls. Oh, no, they lose to the Jazz. Damn, they did lose to the Jazz, but only by two points. And Brandon Ingram got fouled, and it would have tied the game up. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a count, comma count. Yeah, that was a controversial call. Yeah, they beat the Bulls tonight. We've seen the Pels continue that wing streak. Are you even more? Are you more convinced now that when Zion comes back, they have a shot to make the playoffs? And we can discuss all these once you give your answer. Uh, well, to Lonzo being a bust, I'm still saying that there's potential of that. Like, I don't really think that, I still think that it's early enough in Lonzo's career that this could be just a hot streak. Let me give you the stats before you finish. No, I understand, Lyndon. I understand the stats. I'm just saying, like, I'm not putting it completely off the table until the season concludes. Because, I mean, like, you know. A stretch of games, like, what, you're going to give me a stretch of six or to, to, to nine games? Then, like, but I want to see, see how it finishes out. I, I understand all of that, and I get you. And shout-out to our guy, Shemidua. He, he talks about that as well. And, like, my thing is, Lonzo Ball was coming off an injury. There was rumors from people, from Alan Foster, who I don't think had – much con- like I don't I don't think Alan Foster necessarily was right about what he said, but I'm just I'm I'm posing a theory. He said Lonzo was still maybe not a hundred percent. He might have over exaggerated how hurt Lonzo was. But Lonzo, let's say he wasn't a hundred percent coming back into this season. Lonzo is now, from what it seems, a hundred percent because he's driving to the hole. He's getting explosion. Fred Vincent and him shot has looked the best it's looked all year and. For the first time, Lonzo has looked like he did for that spurt where he played for the Lakers and when he played for UCLA. Now, would you attribute the reason why he had a first half season to to not being fully healthy because he is he his spring and his bounce even look different? Sure, uh, yeah. And okay, so if that's the case, and this is him fully healthy, and we've seen this for a consecutive nine games, can we say he's not a bust? I'm not gonna say he's. A all star potential, like I think. I'm. I'm not gonna say he's star potential, like I think. But I just want to get the bus thing off him. I don't Beast. know. I mean, I, I still think nine games is too short of a span. All right. But, all right. I'm because I'm projecting. But, I mean, but I mean, I, I just think like based upon what I, considering a draft pick, I would have to look at the first two years fully. But I mean, now he's on a new team, so that's like what kind of shakes things up. If this is kind of his first real year because he was with the whole LeBron mess and he never exactly. really got to develop. So, like, this is year, really year one for him. And, like, and, and most rookies look good after this in the second half of the season. So, but like, I mean, I, like, but, but I feel like the, sec- the second part of the question that you asked were if Lonzo, Zion, and Ingram be a big three, I do think the potential is easily there. From, okay, if, if, yeah. I mean, if, if Lonzo's playing at the, if Lonzo's going to be what he is now, you know, that's a, I mean, I think that's a potential player, you know, that would be our, I guess, number three 
Brandon Ingram would be the number two. No, I, I'm, not, giving, I'm giving Brandon Ingram number one. Bro. Well, Brandon Ingram started the number one. I'm saying, like, it, you know, what I would expect out of the start of next season. See, my thing is, I agree with you with Lonzo being the three, but Lonzo's the playmaker. So Lonzo is the guy. Well, that, he's also the facilitator. Yeah, that, that, but that's what I mean by playmaker. He's the initiate. He's the offense initiator. Let's say that he he moves the ball and gets everybody in their spots. Brandon Ingram to me is the closer and go to bucket getter. Zion is the freak of nature that we don't we don't necessarily know. Like at first, he's just gonna be dunks, fast pace. Like he's just gonna be. I don't want to say Blake Griffin, but like a a better rookie version of Blake Griffin. That's just what I feel. And then, but when Zion gets comfortable, he Bi could maybe pass the reins. But I don't. I, I like to see them as a more of a duo at that point than like because. I think B.I. looks great, and I think Brandon Ingram is really going to be a star. Like, I love how Brandon Ingram plays now, and I was so wrong on him. And, I, and this is me as a as a as what we do, a podcaster, a, someone trying to be in the media, someone that, that talks about things. I have to call when I'm wrong. I got to call a spade a spade, and B.I. proved me wrong. At first, he was just getting comfortable in the offense. I said he, he held the ball too long, and he started to realize that. Now he gets his ball in space. He plays with a rhythm that is a great rhythm to play with he he his his post-up fadeaway shots give me kobe kd vibes and like brandon ingram's averaging 20 some 25 plus points and he's looking like an all-star like i gotta give that dude his props because to me he has become the first option on the pels more so than drew hollett like he's overproduced he's up for all-star voting i think he's got a shot he should get it, man. Like, B.I. has been looking great, and the reason, the main reason him becoming the first scoring option is why the Pels have made this turnaround. It's, it's, the, it's the truth, and you can credit some of the losses or some of the rough, rough periods of the game to, you know, Brandon Ingram, you know, fouling out. Brandon Ingram, the foul at it's the end just- of the game. I mean, I would think that Brandon Ingram has definitely come into the form of being the star. I think Drew Holiday has definitely settled into being the fourth or fifth player on the team. My question, um, I have a maybe question. Maybe even the sixth man. Like, I think that's what it's going to come to when Zion comes in. And my thing is, my question is for next year, and I know people are going to say I'm crazy, but Drew Holiday makes a lot of money. What if you can dump him for, let's say, because Miami's not going to trade Tyler Hero. No. But let's say you get like a guard that's a shooter, another shooter that's like a, a good shooter, and or, or just get picks for I like I I just think if you're gonna build around Bi Zoe and Zion, and Drew Holiday fits that because he plays good D. But my thing is if he doesn't want to like if he's cool with being the defensive option, it's like all right cool. But you gotta see I don't know because his contract so much and we gotta give Bi the max. I'm starting to think we gotta give Bi a good deal. Like I like we'd be crazy if we don't. Well, yeah, I mean we're already making him wait. Exactly. I mean, from what I've heard from in the commentary is that he's like, I'm ready to sign a deal. Like I'm ready to go. And Pels are like, exactly. And we got to give it to him. Like we got. I think Drew makes too much money, and I think we got to give it to him. And I I know we got to sign. Uh, people are not gonna want to sign Lonzo, but we got to sign Zoe, and we got to sign Zion. Just, I believe in those guys, man. I think it's going to happen. Just the way they have been looking. And look, Zoe doesn't get a max contract unless he does max contract work next year. Like, he has to show, like Schubert said, finish out this year the same caliber and start off next year and finish it out at this caliber. Like, averaging 
uh, 15 plus points, getting 10 assists, and, and causing uh, pl- being a plus level uh, player and, and causing disruption on defense. Being when Drew goes, you have to be the best defender on the floor, Lonzo. Well, he yeah, does, well, he does a good job on that, but he's not the best right now. With Drew Holiday leaving, I think a lot of people, and myself included, I know I've mentioned this before, where I think that it would be interesting for the other teams in the league to acquire Drew Holiday. I don't think the Pel- it would be in the Pelicans' best interest to get rid of him until the summer. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But it also depends what, like, if Miami was silly enough to give us Tyler Hero, I think we do it. Tyler Hero and a couple picks. Like, we, that's it. And I know people are going to be like, but what about the veteran presence? Like, we got JJ. We got favors. Like, like well, I, I mean, like, I would feel like if there's a podcast of Miami Heat fans in the world, they're talking about how, like, oh, well, you know, our core is now none, Tyler Hero, facts. and Jimmy Bam Buckets. And Jimmy Buckets, or, yeah. yeah. And Bam Adebayo and Jimmy is pretty much like uh, right now the number one, but they're talking about future. It's like definitely none hero and Bam Adebayo. Like they're not right. talking about like, oh yeah, we could totally get Drew Holiday for Tyler like Hero. Butler that would totally make doing, our team better, you know? Jimmy That's, Butler is doing what we wanted Drew Holiday to do. If Drew Holiday could could play how Jimmy Butler's doing, we would be closer to making the playoffs than we are right now. I think we would be probably true. Like, I think we would be in the playoff hunt. There's no reason why we shouldn't be because, it. like, of course, Lonzo has to play like he is now and not have that slow start. But even but even at that point, it was B.I. was getting his points. Drew Holiday wasn't close making offense. J.J. Redick wasn't playing like he is, and we had no favors. But I think it, with B.I. and Drew, we would have won more games than we, than we lost. Like, I, there, Oh, man. You, you mentioned one of my favorite players right now. Derek Favors is a dog, bro. Yeah, he is. Derek Favors he gets, is a he gets those hustle rebounds. He's a garbage man, bro, and he's so good at it. He affects the defense. He gets rebounds. He gets those garbage points. Like I, the, one of the plays this last game, when they passed it to him and he spun, he took it over the guard and then dunked on the on uh, the other dude on him. I was like, yes, Derek. Like this is what we've been needing. Like Derek Favors played a such. He's been playing such good basketball against. He's like the big man grit that they needed. Like, yeah, they against didn't have the Bulls. That Jaleel Okafor. He's not a, like, a gritty big man. No, against the Bulls, he he's had not. He's not out. scaring nobody. He like Derek Favors affects the inside, and he allows people like he's teaching Jackson Hayes. Like if Derek Favors can get twelve and nine, and Jackson Hayes can get fourteen and twelve, the Pels have a solid inside presence. And then you got Nikhil Alexander Walker with eleven, six, and four. Like if those two dudes develop with Nikhil Lonzo in the backcourt. Brandon Ingram, Zion, and Derek Favors with Jackson Hayes coming off the bench, J.J. Reddick coming off the bench, Josh Hart coming off the bench. They are a good team. And if Niccolo Melli could ever get his shit together, my goodness, I would love how these Pellies look. Yeah, they are definitely got a lot of potential moving forward. Um, and I just think that based upon the talent, and I think this was like a good week for them because they got to play the Kings, which is right around where they are. In, in the West, and then they got to play, you know, some Eastern bottom bottom teams, the Bulls and the Knicks, that will give you some W's that you need. So, I mean, this was a, a good a good bit of the schedule for them, and it comes right in time to get Zion ready for maybe a home debut next week. Yeah, no, no, 100%. So the Pels right now are, I believe, let me go to ESPN so I can see the NBA standings so we can talk about potential playoff playoff uh, aspirations so i'm going to yes because i don't know if i don't think google updates fast enough so let's go to okay so the pellies right now are still second to last 
Well, they have. I see. I think they have fourteen wins because I don't think NBA. Uh, uh, well, I know they lost to the Jazz. They did. Okay, so they had. No, this is right. They. they it's thirteen and twenty-five. Right now, the Suns are ahead of them with 14 wins. The Timberwolves, 14 wins. Sacramento, 15. Portland, 16. Memphis, 16. And San Antonio, 16. San Antonio has 20 losses. Memphis has 22. Portland, 22. Sacramento, 23. Minnesota, 22. Phoenix, 23. So we got to stop losing games. If we can get some wins, and you had Zion in the mix, I, shoot, it's looking more and br- brighter and brighter each day. Yeah, I mean, the Suns are playing really bad right now. Um, the Kings, are pl- they're playing all right, but the Pelicans proved the other night that they're better than them. Yeah. Um, you know, the Grizzlies are, are okay at the moment. I think, like, the Grizzlies, Trailblazers, and Spurs are all around, like, the same. We um, just got, I think, and I, I think, think the Pelicans fit, fit in that group. Yeah, I think we're just as good as them, if not a little bit better. Yeah, like, I think the Pelicans and the, and the Grizzlies are pretty close to each other, but the Pelicans have better players. The Grizzlies have the better talent right now, and when they get Zion, probably put them over the top. And that's what I'm saying. So let's look at the schedule, and I'm and I I know what I'm saying, or I'm hearing people are saying he's coming back. So let's let's look at the games. I'm gonna pull up the Pelly schedule, and we'll talk about this. Okay. So people are suspecting. He will play like when when did you hear Schubert? So we'll we'll get when you heard and then I'll go when I heard. Uh Thursday, next Thursday. Next Thursday against the Jazz, right? The ABC game. Yes. Okay. See, I, I have heard if not No, that, no, the no, that's the Clippers game. The ABC game. Oh, okay. See, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I heard it was the Clippers. That would make more sense. ABC, get him on TV. But I've also heard that it could be but I think it would be. I would think it would be the Jazz because I don't think you'd want his first game to be on ABC. And the thing is, but the thing is, he wouldn't play a back to back. That's why back to back. Well, I but, guess it's back to back. Yeah, I mean, it's the, two days apart. I don't know if he would play that game. And or I've heard you bring him back for the Grizzlies. Make it oh, that's rookie, TNT rookie action TNT Monday night. Not I like a that. like not necessarily a prompt. Not a lot of pressure on him in that game. I think that would be the best one. And then that's what I hope. If it's later, if it's in, if it's any later, then let's see. Let me pick a, let me pick a game that I'm gonna give my Celtics pre- Sunday. ESPN. If it's, no, see, I'm about, I was gonna say if it's any later than. Let's see, where's Miami? If it's any later than Miami, I don't think he plays the rest of the season. Straight up, like March, like if it gets to March and he hasn't played March sixth, I don't think he's playing for the rest of the season, bro. Definitely not. Like that's like that's he too has, late. That's way too late. He has. Well, to I mean, I, I'm I'm even saying like the All Star break. If he's not playing at the start of the second half, of the All Star break, it's done. Yeah, that's a good point too. I'm with you, but I think look, but I do think if he doesn't play, I'm not upset because they're handling it the right way. Like I'm not the one to sit here and say like if Zion's healthy or not because I care. Like if he's healthy, let him play. But my thing is, if he's not, and like you want to be sure. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be mad at it because that's the future of our team. Like we're talking about big three making playoffs, and he is a crucial piece to that. You know what I mean? And you don't want him broken. Yeah, for sure. But his um, injury is different than what Blake Griffin had, what Joel Embiid had, who had two surgeries, and what Ben Simmons had. They all had worse injuries than him, and I. And that's what people like Reggie Miller and other national people are comparing the Zion thing to. But it's it's two. It's all three worse injuries than what Zion has. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think 
we're going to see pretty soon. If he doesn't show up by, I, I think if he doesn't show up by that Grizzlies game, I think people are going to start really speculating about what's going on. Because yeah. all signs have been pointing that he's going to be playing. Especially since to, there's videos of oh, him dunking every day on Twitter. That's what I'm saying. Like in, in town right now, everyone's like buzzing that he's going to play that jazz game. Oof. Yeah, this, I hope so, man. I would love to. And then uh, aren't you going to be in the building at that game? Are, are we yes. in the building that game? Yeah, we're there. We're in the building. Shout out to shout out to A. Shuby hooking up with a boy. All right, let's jump to the Lakers. Shuby, Anthony Davis is injured. Hold on. Let me pull up the full news. Uh, I, I, Rich Paul got the, the story over to the, the, meet, the middle of the desk during the game. And I was like, huh? Why is Rich Paul doing this? <laughs> I was just like, oh my goodness. So the yeah. MRR re- uh, reveals on his back, reveals a bruise. It's uh, I think the MRI came back negative. That's what everybody's thinking. So it was just like a little bruise. Uh, we don't know how long he's going to be out for, but what do you think of the Anthony Davis injury? I mean, like, I mean, I never, never wanted it to happen to him. But like I said, it was going to be a matter of time before something happens. Like, I don't think this is going to be some kind of major thing. But, you know, from every little month, we're going to get, like, Anthony Davis falls on his butt and, you know, has to s- sit out two games. Like, it's just going to be, you know, when the playoffs come around, you know, we could see a different animal. But what if he gets an injury before the playoffs? Like, it, it's, what if he has an injury? What if he has a lagging injury during the playoffs? It's just... You know, so many variables. So well, they, like, no, and that's something that we've dealt with for years as Pelicans fans. Like it, and like we, like you said, we never wish injury on any player. Like as much shit as we talked about Anthony Davis in the offseason. Like I, I I'm like watching the, guy's the Lakers. Fragile. Yeah, exactly. And I like watching the Lakers play. Like as much as I hate, I don't like them, but they play a, a, they're a fun team to watch. And I will never wish injury on anybody. It's just. We got to call a spade a spade. And that dude, we, we we joked around and called him Mr. Glass, but he is. Like, he gets injured a lot. And this is something that Lakers fans, I'm not going to say you need to be worried about it, but you need to be cognizant and, like, hope that nothing happens to him before the playoffs, like Schubert said. Because if he goes into the playoffs healthy, you might get a different monster than if he goes in bruised up. Yeah, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, he has, like, a season career, well, not, not career, but season-ending injury that, like, keeps him out of the playoffs. Like, I'm saying, like, even if he just has, like, you know, a small injury that takes him out a couple weeks or a month in the regular season, and he's and that's just, like, a thing that he's lagging on. Like, he, you know, hurts an ankle, and he's wearing a brace in the playoffs. Like, that's a variable. Like, it's yeah. like 100% Anthony Davis. So, I, I mean. Oh go, oh, go ahead. Finish up. No, so what I was, what I, that's what I always think about when people speculate about the future of what's going to happen with this season and like the Clippers and the Lakers and stuff like that. That's why I always lean in the Clippers in this conversation because I just don't feel completely confident that Anthony Davis and LeBron are, gonna are not going to be a little banked yeah. up by the Western Conference Finals. And as much as Pete, the media is trying to, because I saw him speak for yourself that they were like, uh, they were questioning Kawhi's leadership, talking about Montrez Harold being upset. And it's like, bro, those dudes, okay, you're not having a good regular season record right now, but I guarantee you Paul George and Kawhi are going to be healthy come playoff and give you everything you need because Kawhi did this last season. He knows what he's doing. Like, he, he put Paul George on the, on, the, on the rotation. Lou Will's getting some breathing every now and then, and they're going to be a, a fresher team come playoff time. 
I just feel like quiet just goes in a locker room. If people like try and say something to me, he's like, bro, I just like completely won a, an NBA championship for an entire country. Yeah, like, like let me just trust me, bro. Just like, chill. Like I got this. Exactly. Like uh, people who are concerned about the Clippers need to chill out. Like it, it, it that's ridiculous. Like those dudes are gonna be just fine. But speaking of like I was saying, Oladipo, Oladipo's making his debut January 29th. Good for him. Glad to see him back on the court. And I dangerous. think it's pay- yeah, it's dangerous, man. Because right now the Pacers are six. 23rd, and uh, they have 23 wins, 15 losses. The 76ers have 24 and 14. Raptors, 25 and 13. Celtics, 25 and 10. Heat, 27 and 10. I think the Heat are safe, but I think from Celtics to 76ers, Pacers could make that jump because I think the Pacers are a pretty good team, man. I really do. Like, I like the pieces. They're just missing their star, like, with uh, Sabonis taking a, a big step. You got TJ Warren, who's an offensive guy who can get you buckets, who can... Cr- who's stepped cr- up big time. Yeah, who can cr- be the true second option when Oladipo comes back. You got Miles Turner. You got uh, Justin Holiday. You got Aaron Holiday. You got Jeremy Lamb. Like, they, they are going to be Brogdon. a solid team. Brogdon as well. A solid team when they get Jeremy their star Lamb, back. Yeah, yeah. They're just missing their star, man. That's all they're missing. Yeah, I mean, they're right there in the midst of it. Like, with uh, with the East, it's way more fun and competitive because you got those six teams that are all kind of sitting sitting there. You know, the Bucks kind of at 32 are a little bit up there, but, you know, they're they're just a regular season team. Yeah, they're, they're the, the Rockets of the East. Like, they just make they have good regular season records. I do not but I, I do not trust in the Bucks, man. I think the Heat in a seven-game series, would beat the Bucs. I think the 76ers would beat the Bucs. And I think the Celtics would beat the Bucs. And I think the Pacers, if Oladipo looks like the Oladipo of old, I think the Pacers could beat the Bucs. Like, I really don't – I'm not scared of Giannis and the Bucs because you can game plan around them. I don't think Chris Middleton's a good enough second option. And I, I think depending on Brooke Lopez to hit threes, yes, he hits them. You need better – like, they're not surrounding Giannis around good enough talent, man. They really well, aren't. I mean, my thing right now is that – well, the way I see it, an old depot on the Pacers makes them maybe the best team. Ooh, I don't know if I'm giving it over the I, I've bought into the heat shoe, but I really have. Like, I like Miami with Jimmy. Bam Adebayo to me is most improved player in the NBA right now. He's looking uh, like the Draymond Green for the Heat. Now, I do think them relying on Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, I do think Goran Dragic needs to step up, but oh man, that team looks so good. Like the Heat look like they got the steal of the draft. Yeah, probably so. I mean, I think the Heat have really been putting it together. Like, they're honestly a really stable franchise when you come to think about it. They just hadn't had a lot of success. And they'd been making the playoffs. Like, it's not like the Heat have completely just fallen off the face of the mat. Like, they've slowly been, you know, acquiring some talented players. Eric Spolster's been there the whole time. Before this year, people used to say that the Heat were the team full of six-man of the year. Like, and now they finally got a star and a young boy and then a guy that came from the G League who's actually a, a, a solid talent. To go with all those other six men, Bam Adebayo stepped it up from being a six man to being a solid potential star. And it's like, yo, like Bam getting 28 and six, like 20 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Some games, like he is looking like Draymond Green, but a guy who can score on the in the paint and shoot a jumper. Yeah, I think uh, I think Jimmy Buckets kind of brought a revitalized new energy to some of he like, the culture. Bam Adebayos. 
of the team that you know really needed just to step up and build, like you said, the culture. And like Tyler Hero had that that swagger about him. Like I just love the Heat, so that's why I think I'm which of the Pacers. I think, but see, well, I mean, like what, what I'm saying, the best talent. No, no, but I, I agree with you. I think the Pacers, but see, my thing is to argue your point. The 76ers to me is the most talented team in the East, but I don't get why they're not dominating right now. They should be dominating, and I think they're a way more talented team than the Pacers, but if the P- Pacers play fundamental in, in team-oriented basketball and play uh, uh, with an intensity about them where they want to try, the 76ers might lose. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel as confident in the 76ers as I have previously yeah i mean i'm actually really still the best player in the east or like he should be he's not playing like it my top half that i would guess at the end of the season would be you know bucks heat pacers i'd say boston yeah i like boss i do like boston man shout out to tatum the bull like i'm happy we got bi but shout out to tatum and uh uh uh, jalen brown like those dudes are balling right now Gordon yeah, Hayward's yeah. back. Like they, they're playing like they did uh when they made it to the Western Conference Finals. Like they're they're doing it like Brad has his team, like he has Kimba who plays the right way. Like, no offense to no offense to Kyrie, but like their team. Like that's a team. I mean, team. It, it all might come down to matchups for the Eastern Conference. Like it depends really on who is. plays on who, uh, and how that all turns out. I think you know, certain teams would probably match up better. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. But with the West, it's it's pretty much LA and LA. We're just waiting. We're just waiting to see which LA team does it. But like, man, well, the I other hope... teams are playing well. I mean, you know, the Nuggets are a fun watch. The Mavericks are always a fun watch. Yeah, that's my. I love the Mavericks. Man, Luka Doncic is in, in the MVP conversation. I hope uh, KP comes back and can play like KP did, so Luka can have a real running mate with him. Because like, if Luka actually has a real running mate. They will be a good team. I, I still think they're a, another guy away from winning it because Luca needs another playmaker with him. But man, that I love the Mavericks. My question is, and I need to watch some of their games. What is going on with the Thunder? Oh, th- I mean, like Chris Paul's just doing his thing, man. Chris Paul man. and Shai Gilgis Alexander are like clicking. Like last game, Chris Paul had twenty-eight. Shai Gilgis had twenty-two. Like they're just uh uh old man and young back. They're like the old young backcourt, and they're just. Bobby, uh, I mean, Billy Donovan has a team that like that'll listen. Like Chris Paul's an older dude. Like he's he's a he's a player that kind of gets along with Billy Donovan, and it's just working for him. That's interesting. I need to watch that. It just goes to show that maybe Chris Paul's a better leader and player than Russ. I mean, they've been winning games without Danilo Gallinari and Nerlens Noel. Exactly, and like when those guys come back, like. I think the Thunder will make the playoffs. Like, I don't think the Pels will get them out of... Like, I think the, the Pels are, and everybody else are in the race for eight. I see the Thunder making it. Like, I, I really do. Yeah, I mean, more and more, like, the Thunder are starting to break away from the eight. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and get into that top group. But good for Chris Paul, Shai Gilgis-Alexander, and Steven Adams. People wrote them off. How, it's like, they're doing well. How great would it be if the Thunder stay at seven, Rockets get to two... And Chris Paul plays the Rockets in the first round. Him. I would love that. I would love 
that, bro. Like that would be in a like Chris Paul would give his give it his all, bro. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they won that and then lost the next round because Chris Paul was just so banged up. He gave this his all, bro. Like you know how Chris Paul gets. Like he's another dude that gets injured, but like I I think like he would be like, nah, quarter zone me up for that game. I'm playing this. Like, <laughs> fuck that. Fuck the Rockets. Like we're out here. We're winning this. But like, you gotta know Russ will be the same way about the Thunder. Yeah, but Russ might be doing too much. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he always? In fact, but the shout out to the Rockets, they're third. Um, I need to watch because I've been watching a lot of basketball. We both have on the on the league pass. Shout out to the to the to the company league pass. But uh, we need to watch more jazz to to, to start seeing how they're doing. Well, it. I'm about to see him live, so that's why I haven't been watching him. So we'll talk next. We talked a lot about uh the Heat this week. We talked a lot about the Pellies, which we will do every week now. Again, I'm I'm back on them. We talked about the Eastern Conference a lot this week. We'll talk more about the Western with like updates on Rock. One more thing about the Eastern Conference. Next Go ahead. I watched the I watched the Hawks the other day. What the heck is wrong with them? They just can't win, bro. Like, like, like they're so bad. I, I'm like, I'm not Trey Young blame, plays so good. I'm not gonna blame it on Trey, but they just need other people. Like Cam Reddish isn't playing well. DeAndre Hunter's not playing well. They need those other. There were pieces. two guys that I thought were gonna play really well. But they're rookies. I mean, you got to let them come into the, like their own. I think they need that team needs another veteran. Like I know Vince Carter is a great guy to talk, but he's not providing any offense really. You need a, a you need some vets on that team. Like you need some more vets and like let DeAndre and Cam <laughs> develop and teach maybe them. Maybe a how, maybe a maybe new a, coach. Maybe a Drew Holiday for a uh, I don't know Kevin Hooter. Herder. 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 I would like, I mean, look, maybe Drew Holiday, Kevin Hurd, and, and give us another piece. I'm cool with maybe. I mean, maybe. he can shoot. Yeah, Kevin Hurd is a dog, but I don't know. I don't know about that one. Shoot, I got to sleep on that one. But uh, real quick, do you think the Lakers are going to trade Kyle Kuzma? Talks have been up. Do you think they're going to trade Kyle Kuzma? And they, I think they would have to get a heck of a lot. Like, you think? I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, if what if they traded Kyle Kuzma the... for Derrick Rose? That's a move for them. Shoot, that's I, a move. Rose is playing some of his best basketball since like the old days. And uh, like, they um, need a playmaker. I mean, I just feel like the with some of the decisions that they would make, they would go trade him to the Cavs and get Kevin Love or some bullshit. You know. They like, need to go I bigger. Know. They, I don't think they need to go bigger. Like Dwight's playing. No, they good. definitely don't need to go bigger. They need. Sh- they need someone. They don't need Alex Caruso to be the guy that everyone talks about. You know? Yes, they need a guard, bro. They need it like a Derrick Rose. They need like a. Uh, I know the they would never get Eric Bledsoe from the Bucks, but they need someone like that, bro. Like if like if what they, if they got McCollum? Yo, but He's I don't know. Disrespected. Like th- this would be an opportunity for him to make a name, get a ring. But why would if you're Portland, why do you trade for Kyle Kuzma? No, they don't have any. Your you the Hassan Whiteside deal didn't work out. Uh, you really need someone to kind of build up your big man. You know, you have Damian Lillard. Uh, who is uh, you know, uh, screw Melo, he's terrible. But uh, you know, I think there's, I think it's possible, maybe. Ooh, I don't know about the, my... if you want. I mean that he's a young player to move forward with. So you going in rebuild mode at that point? They're already out of the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Oof, that's a that's a, but 
they probably still believe when, when when they get Nurkic back next year, they'll be just as good as they were. I, I think that's what they definitely go, believe. Go go big with da- with Damian as your point. But then you don't have another score. Like I I don't believe Kyle Kuzma is that type of that type of player. Like I, I think the Lakers are regretting trading Brandon Ingram right now for Kyle. Cause like imagine if they had Brandon Ingram instead of Kyle Kuzma and like they they would be undisputed. Like they would be they would be dogs. Like they need a and I don't think Kyle Kuzma, like Kyle Kuzma is a six man at best. Like or, or a solid role like a solid role playing starter. Like I would not get rid of CJ McCollum for him. No way. And they don't have any picks. Like. You, you, oh man! If you could swindle, if you could swindle D'Angelo Russell out of Golden State, but I don't think Golden State would ever trade D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma. Like I'm saying, like the only team I see doing it is the Pistons because they're in rebuild mode. Yeah, like and Derek I mean, Rose, he's, he's, and he's aging. He's age. He's aging star or you know old star. So I mean, he's and, definitely the kind of guy you would want to unload. But it's just like you would have to give more for Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma is worth more than Derek Rose. Maybe the Lakers think they just want to get this champion. They want to get these next two championships, and they're good. Maybe that's on LeBron's mind. And I know that sucks for a guy like Anthony Davis, but, like, if you're LeBron, why not do it? Derrick Rose playing his best ball. He's he's looking better numbers-wise than he did his MVP season. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Just tear yourself up for disaster. Depend, Have your whole season depend on Derrick Rose and Anthony Davis's <laughs> broken bodies. <laughs> That would be nuts, but I think D Rose gonna last. Now AD, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think Derrick Rose figured it out. I think he knows knows what he's doing now. With, exactly, you know, taking care him. of himself. I'm happy Derrick Rose is balling, but I think he's gonna be an all star. He should be. Shit, he's in the East. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think Derrick Rose should make it before Trey, and Trey's having a great season. But you can't award losing. <laughs> you can't reward true, losing. Though. Like that. Like, why are we giving him an all star and he's eight and fifty? Yeah. He put up a 40-point triple-double, bro. That is trash, bro. That is garbage. Like, you got to do better than that. But, all right, Shuby, that's all the time we have today. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media. You can find me at on Twitter and Instagram at ashubert14. And you listen to the Bros Who Binge podcast every Monday. Every uh, Monday. Last week... Last week we talked about the end of The Witcher. We talked about the Circle, um, and we're going to talk more Circle uh, next episode. We're excited about talking about the Circle. I love that show. I'm about to watch it once we get done with this. And nineteen uh, seventeen. Yeah, and you can also. Oh yeah, nineteen seventeen. We're watching this weekend. Super excited about that. G- going to talk about and review that on Monday. And also you can. Catch me for more sports stuff on WGSO 990 AM on the TuneIn Radio app and call in. 100% y'all call in the Shuby. Uh, look, everybody, we're doing giveaways at the end of the month, every month. I know I said this in the beginning of the show, but look, if you listen to this podcast, go follow us on Twitter, go like us on Facebook, and go subscribe to YouTube. And, and As well as if you're an anime fan, go follow hashtag anime talk pod i'm not hashtag go follow anime talk pod on instagram if you do all four of those things you will be entered in four separate giveaways every month at the end of every month we're doing a giveaway we're giving away prizes gift cards uh merch uh some weeks it's figures like 
for at least for anime talk, but for everybody else, it'd be uh, maybe gift card to your favorite wing spot. We'll give merch away. We'll be giving away uh, sometimes uh, all kind of stuff, man, like hats, stickers, like all kind of bros who think, think merch, whether you want. We'll give you a bros who binge pack one month. Uh, Christmas uh, gifts we didn't like. A, pri- a prime time uh, pack one week, a BWT pack. Like we're gonna give a bunch of different stuff in it. It just uh, utilizes us to build this community because baked cookies in the shape of Star Wars figures. I'm not sending baked goods to you people. <laughs> not, you should, if you're local, <laughs> if you're local, you can get it. But like, nah. But like, for real, I we want to build got the Star Wars cookie cutter set. <laughs> we want to build this into a family, into a community. We love everyone who listens on this pod, and and we all have similar likes. So if we have similar likes, we can have similar friendships, and we can build this. And once we get everybody following on Twitter, following on Facebook, following on Instagram, subscribing on YouTube, we can have conversations in the comments. We can have conversations in the Facebook. We can have conversations on the Twitter. Like We want to build this to where we're all communicating where we're having uh, group conversations and where we have civil debates, where we can have just good times and become a family and a community. And we want to start that by doing these giveaways, giving back to you who listen to us every week. And we thank you, whether you're a first time listener or uh, you listened last week or you listened since the beginning, we want to thank you. And the, the best way we know how is by you getting everybody to follow us who listen. And that way we can pick the names and then contact you DM or on Facebook or on Instagram or on YouTube, contact you, get your mailing address and then mail you a, a little token of thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We really, really appreciate it. And where can you follow us on Twitter? Follow us at bros who think simply bros who think on Facebook, uh, Facebook slash bros who think on YouTube bros who think network subscribe and when you subscribe i will message you tell you thank you and put you in the list if you are doing the same on facebook and twitter we will put you on the list and we will pick at the end of the month and like i said if you're an anime fan follow at anime talk pod on instagram i'm i there's no i'm not going to tell you where to follow me it's all good i want you to follow these accounts so you can be in these giveaways because i want to give back to every single person who supports us because i appreciate you all from the bottom of my heart, and I consider you guys family. I know Schubert does. I know Doom does. I know Julian does. I know Justin does. I know Charles does. I know Krista does. I know Brooklyn does. Shout out to the boy B, because he's almost done with vacation. My guy's, my guy's on the comeback. He about to be back. So, like, we're a family, and we love you, everybody who listens, and we want to just give you a token of thanks. But with that being said, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. I say this on the radio. Do not drive drunk. If you are listening to this at any point in time, do not drive drunk. Call an Uber, call a Lyft, call your best friend, call whoever you have to call. Do not drive drunk. But we want to have you come back to us on Thursday next week. As always, be safe. For Schubert, for Doom, for Julian, my name is Lennon. You guys have a good one. Peace. Bitch, I'm taking off. I'm flowing out of space. Spent too many racks, designer on my waist. Shirts that she feeling me, wanna ride.